Are you sick of scrolling? So are we. Welcome to the Cyborg Repair Manual, where two ex-internet addicts discuss how to stay sane in a digital world. Welcome to the Cyborg Repair Manual. I'm Maddie, an ex-internet addict turned UX design student, four years in recovery. I'm Rudy, a recovering internet addict and computer science student, two years in recovery. On this show, we discuss the ins and outs of tech habits. We talk about our personal experiences with the goal of helping others to reduce mindless consumption of digital media. So today's show topic is about something we're both very familiar with, and that is relapse, just coping with slip ups um, as they happen. So um, Rudy, can you talk about what's been going on with you recently in this area? Yes. So. I have had major problems with digital entertainment and seeking out isolating activities and Destiny 2, the video game, has been one of the most isolating and addicting activities for me. Where really? I would yes, I would binge for several days straight. Uh whenever I got the chance in high school, I was just playing it all the time to the point at which I wasn't talking to people anymore. It just became yeah. sort of life encapsulating thing that I was thinking about. When I wasn't at school or doing anything else, it was time away from destiny. And I have been trying to keep off it, but occasionally some slip ups do happen. I get curious and want to go back into the game. And destiny is actually a, very well made game it, it's mm. phenomenal like game wise but it's also like a black hole for me where i just get sucked in whenever i start with one slip up and pulls me in it's not good so how how do you think it like started for you like like how did you get into destiny well I mean, I remember my friend gave me the video game in middle school, the original Destiny 1 game, because he had an extra copy of it lying around. And I started playing that, and I think around the time in middle school, I was kind of a pretty socially awkward kid. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really good at communicating with other people or talking or meeting up with people after school so i would just play games and i found that the original destiny game was a very fun way to pass the time but over the years it became an increasingly isolating activity that I would partake in like people describe video games as a way of escapism yeah. you know escaping from the realities of life but Destiny 2 for me became some sort of all-encompassing thing I would use to escape from everything, including yeah. my responsibilities and the opportunities to make friends and have good experiences. And over time, it just became a stronger and stronger pull Yeah. until I basically cannot play destiny anymore without basically succumbing for 
kisainen. Niin. Mm-hmm. So, um, what, what made you realize that um, this isn't what you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. if you had a choice? Well, I guess for me, it was an external motivation mm-hmm. for me. I was inspired by meeting an astronaut back in 12th grade. Like I mm-hmm. like came face to face, met an astronaut, and that really inspired me to come clean with myself and own up to my mistakes because I had previously just been indulging and binging for like the past, like throughout the past, the first three years of high school and towards the end of my junior year, I'd realized that I was ignoring my future in important ways, but I didn't want to leave that escapism that Destiny 2 offered and other video games actually during that time. Mm -hmm. But Destiny 2 was the biggest one. And once I met that astronaut, it was a wake-up call for me to do something else. Try and get away from that and own up to my mistakes and shortcomings and I think it was very lucky that that happened but it helped me point myself away from this and I've been trying to get off playing video games ever since the past two years now and this has been going on with various degrees of success but occasionally I relapse and those times aren't fun but I have gotten a lot better at managing my video game usage overall which unfortunately resorts to just preventing myself from playing video games on almost all occasions mm-hmm. but it is what is necessary for this Yeah, well, I think it's really awesome that you've made so much progress. And I've seen that through um, just our friendship. But I think that this is an issue that's coming up for a lot of people, um, especially Gen Z specifically, um, because video games and the internet too are just, really they're designed to be the stuff that brains need. You know, you've got like parasocial Uh, interaction and you've got entertainment and you've got um, especially in video games you have uh, rewards for your actions instant rewards and it's so easy to um, rely on that rather than um, building up I think it's kind of like a muscle to be able to delay that reward for you know working at something for a reward in the future and a lot of people aren't uh, getting that chance to practice that skill because our entertainment is just so rewarding. Um, So it makes sense that it's something that you've struggled with. And I 
I think that it's good that you kind of had that like waking up moment. And at some point for everyone who's really struggled with something similar, like we're all going to have that moment. And for a lot of people, it's like hitting rock bottom, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it's yes, just, that, uh, go ahead. Uh, that totally makes sense. I mean, your two points about it being rewarding and it feeling like rock bottom are certainly correct where destiny 2 is a game entirely about rewards and quests leveling up and getting new exotic weapons powerful weapons legendary gear all sorts of yeah all that type of stuff and unlocking different magical powers within the game and it is a game based entirely on progression and collecting new materials and collecting armor sets and it is a very much a collection based game and those rewards they just they fuel the game that's mm-hmm. th- those were the reasons why i kept playing and it was really fun to just go through the game look for rewards collect different rewards but after some time i, I began to realize as well that with this the rewards start to lose their their impact because they're just ultimately completely meaningless in the grand scheme of things where once you get a cool rare weapon you want to go to the next one and collect the next item and it just never really stops and you mentioned another point after your point about the rewards. Uh, I don't remember what that was. But... Oh, just saying that a lot of people, uh, a lot of Gen Z in particular, is kind of growing up with this really rewarding media, and they don't really have a chance to like, uh, like develop the uh, long, uh, long-term gratification. Um, so I said that, and also just that. Um, it's, it's, we all kind of go through this like wake up call moment. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I don't think that my 12th grade year was the worst rock bottom I could have gone through, but it certainly felt like that. So I definitely have yeah. been somewhere like that. Yeah, um, for me, it was just realizing that I had no life, like, because um, uh, I'm decently older than you. Um, I'm, what am I, 26? And uh, I, in 2017, um, I'm bad at math, but I was like 22, 23. And uh, like, I just realized like I wasn't in school, I didn't have a job, I didn't have friends. So I, like, I was like a neat. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, I can't, like, I, I this this is not sustainable, you know, I can't keep going like this. Um, and uh, to your point about the rewards start becoming less rewarding because you realize it's meaningless. Um, I think that's why in my view, and I believe Cal, Cal Newport's digital minimalism goes into this too. That's why I think the basis for finding recovery is starting with your values. Because when you've got like a simulated world built up, that's not actually fulfilling to you, then um, 
I think the place to start from there is, okay, what would actually be fulfilling? So for me, I actually, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a um, uh, residential treatment facility for mental health for some other mental health concerns that I have. And they talked a lot about values. So I kind of got like a crash course in that. But I think that for young people who haven't like had enough life to figure out like what they want out of life, it's just like, crazy to be pumped with all these artificial rewards. Yes. I mean, it is something that some of my friends recognize that they're susceptible to as well. And there are actually tons of memes that I see about this where people just make memes about themselves, staring at their phone, blanking out, losing time, and just succumbing to the temptation to just be enthralled with digital entertainment in a very mindless way through social media or looking at games or playing video games as well. Like there's a running joke around people like extremely online people that League of Legends is basically like uh, some sort of virus. I agree because I see people get so angry about that game like I don't know if the community has gotten better because I used to play um like 2011 and everyone was like so mean to each other but yeah like I I know what you're saying about lost time um like that's the biggest way my life has changed since I have gotten further into my recovery is that like I I'm I'm not getting sucked in as much and like that getting sucked in it used to occupy like entire days for me of just just being in a in a haze yes I have experienced that well uh, as well and I experienced it uh, a few uh, twice recently actually once a few months ago when I came back home for spring break and I played Destiny for the first time in a very long time. I succumbed, I guess, to my temptations and I ended up just basically sitting on the couch and doing nothing else for around three to four days straight. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing it again when I got COVID and I went to the isolation housing in my university and i ended up playing destiny because i was bored and you know isolation is just it's strange time to deal with but yeah it ended up becoming a huge problem and it had persisted after I came back from my spring break for a few weeks. And it was only during the isolation housing where I was stuck with a group of other guys where I realized how awkward it would be for me to just sit there and play Destiny for hours on end while the other guys were talking and having a good time. So Mm -hmm. that environment 
of being forced to be around other people helped me get out of my most recent uh, like uh, rabbit hole or yeah deep dive into destiny and yeah. i i think that basically being in an environment where complete isolation was impossible really helped me with that and i i don't know if it's just a personal thing but i think when you're in an environment surrounded by people who are for, like maybe not even friends but just friendly people who are willing to talk to you i think that is a great way to help pick yourself up and yeah. make steps towards getting out of your situation. Yeah, I think that makes sense because um, I think that what a lot of people are looking for when they entertain themselves when they're alone is that kind of camaraderie, you know, the kind of social aspect. Um, because at least that's like for me, like I, um, I just like want to be like around people that I know are going to accept me. And like, mm -hmm. so uh, just online personalities have always like been that for me because like, I don't, it's one way I don't have to do anything. And so um, also I've noticed this too, whenever I go like to visit friends um, out of town, I am like way less likely to be on my phone and I'm like a lot more in the moment. So I think, and also even just like being in public will help. If I'll just like go to Starbucks or something, I am less likely to like, I goof off is the best word I can think of. But um, I think that being around people is definitely really useful for, for all those reasons and then everything you're talking about. And also just yeah. getting any way that you can change, like change things up with habits, like get getting out of habits can give you a pause and a, some space to alter things. Because I think with, um, with like internet addiction, whatever you want to call it, like it's really just habitual that people have these like ways of coping. And if you can like, find any kind of crack in that habit pattern, then you have like space to change. Yes, that does make sense. And I mean, I guess it's also, I think the most important part, which is what you mentioned earlier was, is your environment. And that can also lead into your habits. And those can really affect your uh, digital entertainment usage habits, mm -hmm. like being in the isolation rooms was stuck with four other people or stuck with three other people was a huge change in environment that yeah. allowed me to eventually take the steps to completely block all forms of Destiny 2 on my computer. And I think that's necessary sometimes when so, you want to. Sorry, go on. 
Um, I was I was just gonna say that it's necessary sometimes when you want to change your habits. You need a shift in perspective, and I think changing your environment can help encourage that. Yeah, and I would say that blocking applications is part of changing your environment because I think about this a lot that when we're talking about habit change and environment, like I think it's very common knowledge that those two things are linked. I talk about it a lot in Atomic Habits, but your digital environment is part of your environment. So anytime you add more friction um, to something by blocking it and making it something you have to go around or um, putting like an extension like pause on social media where you have to kind of click through a couple times, anything like that, just get anything that's just not part of your normal routine will like give you a little bit of pause. But I wanted to ask specifically because I noticed that sometimes when people have something like uh, in your situation where they've got like a big application that's taking a lot of their time and they block it, a lot of times they just go around the block. So how has blocking it played out for you? Well, there is, I think there are two main things that happen once you block an application like that. Either you try going around the blocks and looking for chinks in the armor. And sometimes you might make it through, and sometimes the blocks might be strong enough. There are other times where you are unable to get past the blocks, and then you start looking for other forms of entertainment to satisfy you in a vulnerable mental state. And the only sure uh, 100% foolproof method I've found of blocking things is through a permanent block. Yeah. They're leaving me no free time, no allowances. Mm-hmm. It has been the most reliable form of blocking because with other forms, there are uh, other forms of blocking applications or websites. You leave room to end up using them, but then sometimes you might find yourself editing the blocks to allow yourself to use them more. Yeah. And kind of loosening the restrictions to increase your allowance. Yeah. And so that actually happened with me most recently with Destiny where I after I got into it again I started putting uh, restrictions on my use of the game and I initially set it to block my usage and with cold turkey because I have the game on my laptop I initially blocked my usage of the game on week on weekdays up until 8 p.m. to around 12 a.m., which allowed me to have some allowance. Mm-hmm. But during those times, I, I it ended up that, that I would just spend the entire 
the entirety of those four hours just playing Destiny, and I would wait until the uh, allowance came to start using it almost like some sort of Pavlovian training. <laughs> and at one point, I got sick of the block and just removed it because it was a block that was only active while the schedule was active. Um... And other times uh, afterwards, I had made the block more stricter, but then I just undid the block later. And now, most recently, I have fully blocked Destiny mm-hmm. on my computer. And it is not impossible for me to unlock it, but Cold Turkey has a nice feature where one of the blocks is... So you can unlock your block if you enter a certain amount of text, like randomly generated Yeah, I, I like the random character yeah. lock, too. Yeah, or you have to copy, like manually, letter by letter, mm-hmm. copy a sequence of random strings characters into a text box. And I have found that over my usage of cold turkey, I've become slightly more patient with going through those blocks and unlocking them in my moments of weakness. But after that, after all of those moments of weaknesses, I just upped the block, the number of characters and the strength of the block to like almost exponentially. Like now I have, I think I have to enter a thousand characters or something. Oh my gosh. No, not a thousand. Uh, at least a few hundred. Okay, so uh, I was thinking about a thousand. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know that was a setting you could have. Yeah, no, I I use the the random text a lot too, and um, I think that this is like a, a a nuance of the software that not all. I mean, that's why I like blocking software so much. Like, not all software is 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 good at um knowing that there's like two minds that people have. There's the you know, uh, the responsible discipline mind that's like setting everything up. And then there's the, I got to have it right now mind that's tearing everything down. Um, But I think it's interesting hearing you uh, go through your methodology behind how you, uh, your blocks like change, because that has been my experience where my like cold turkey and freedom profiles like never look the same for more than like a month because it always has to be tweaked. And I've just accepted that is like the maintenance of something I do as part of my self care. But I think it's, I would encourage people to experiment with what kinds of blocks work for them because I've been going through this with, with YouTube now where in the past I would be like on YouTube like all day. And now I've got it blocked to just my free time. So a chunk of time in the afternoon, chunk of time in the evening. And I found that I had like kind of an opposite experience. I found that um, having a little bit like satisfied me because um, it was it was still like you know enough. So I think it's just different for every person and every um, uh, application you know content of choice that they're that they're that they're dealing with. But the bottom line is cold turkey is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
out of all the the blocking software there are, I think the two main ones are Freedom and Cold Turkey. And Cold, Cold Turkey is only for PC and I think Mac as well. Yeah. Entirely. Yes, okay. It's on Mac, yeah. Yes. And it is incredibly customizable and you can experiment a lot with it and go into like very granular blocks and mm-hmm. locking mechanisms and I find that fun and enjoyable but for me I find that the most reliable way to block software is just permanent block and this can have the effect where I start to look for other sources of digital entertainment, which can be a problem, but that is a problem regardless of what type of blocks you use. Yeah. Which is something that is pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, I think that's kind of going back to what we were talking about before about like how setting up your environment changes your habits and gives you some space. So if you like permablock something, even if you're still going to have this part of your brain that's seeking out mindless entertainment, like there's less, maybe there's less ingrained habits. So you have some room to work with. And I mean, I've always had some problems with like, um, this approach of of blocking specific applications because for me my um my content of choice is just like so many things it's just like the internet in general so i never felt like i could just like you know because you can't block the internet entirely because you need it to function in 2022 um so for for me it's it's been like a combination of just adding more friction and then uh friction meaning making it more difficult to do the things that I want to do mindlessly. And then also incorporating things in my life that like align with my values. So the next thing I was going to ask is what's, what's your game plan for the time you're not spending on destiny? Like what do you plan to do with that now? Well, that is a good question. I have started realizing that I'm beginning the process of looking for other aspects of digital entertainment almost subconsciously whenever I have the urges or like feel the boredom and want to satisfy that mm-hmm. by playing Destiny. And I've started migrating to other sources of digital entertainment, like listening to podcasts or looking at Twitter, stuff like that. But I've started to realize more and more those are incredibly isolating activities mm-hmm. and no matter which form of digital entertainment I turn towards it, it they always seem to be isolating activities and I got a real look at this a few days ago actually it really hit me hard when a lot of my friends who live around where I live have talked about seeing birds mm-hmm. and seeing like cardinals and other types of cool birds just around 
all the time. They hear them tweeting and chirping, and they go out and take pictures of them. And I have almost never noticed birds outside when I walk. I've never seen a cardinal once before in my life, even though I've been living in a place that has a ton of them. And they're just a lot of them around where I've lived. And I've started to realize that one of the reasons for that is because I always have my headphones in my ears and I'm usually listening to a podcast or something whenever I'm walking outside and it's made me realize that I'm just trapped in my own world and I've, a lot of the activities that I was trying to replace with or replace video gaming with and other mindless digital entertainment activities those sources are also isolating and I don't believe that I will be able to fully recover if I don't start removing those barriers that keep me isolated and start trying to do more non-isolating activities and Mm -hmm. getting out into the world more. I feel like that is part of my problem and at least the isolating activities is part of the problem and not being isolated is the solution. Okay. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from that uh like you want to make sure that you're getting experiences that other people seem to be having. So like living more like in the in the here and now. Um yes. it's interesting because I, I, I sorry, go on. Uh, I was just gonna say it may be different for most people, but there that is one of the main drivers for me. Like I guess driving what activities I turn to when I do not have my usual digital entertainment available. I find myself just slowly starting to migrate to other sources, like starting to read more articles and listen to more music, listen to more podcasts, which on its own isn't bad, Mm -hmm. but it still keeps me isolated. And it also may foster me to continue with more isolating activities in the future. Like, for example, last night I began to just watch Netflix because I was bored. And I watched Netflix until like around 6.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't really a problem for me before. But I believe it's part of like the creep like the habit creep of mm. looking for replacements for destiny and that is something I have to be aware of and I think noticing potential sources for that habit creep and 
ways of finding activities that don't like aren't related to that at all mm. are useful and will help like actually drive recovery okay so what are your what are your goals like with recovery like um why are you wanting to get out of your current habits of digital entertainment well part of the doing isolating activities is it gets slightly boring and it, mm -hmm. it feels or it doesn't maybe not boring maybe boring isn't the correct word but it starts to feel a little meaningless and it feels like i'm missing out on truly useful activities and experiencing life in a good way mm. but also my current priorities and interests feel a bit warped like for example i don't really like to go outside i just usually like to sit at home and just chill not do much but i don't think that's sustainable for the future mm. especially in my adult life living alone being my own person making my own decisions on how to structure my life i do not think i can just get used to sitting around uh, on my own as i've done for most of my life so i will one of my goals is to just find more activities that allow me to interact socially with other people yeah and try to surround myself with, or maybe not try to surround myself but reach out to more people and some of my older friends yeah and try to build better relationships well, i i think that's a, a great idea i think that people yeah. are social animals so we need people yes and I do I, think that if I try, or at least I have a sneaking suspicion that if I attempt this, then that might allow me to avoid, or that might help me avoid the serious traps of binging that digital entertainment provides. Or at least if I do end up binging, it would be a TV show that I could talk about with other people and have a mm. good time with other people about what are your thoughts on this yeah well i think that it can be kind of tricky because in in some way i hear what you're saying and i think that oh like like being an introvert isn't something to pathologize you know so i think it's all about like a, a balance it's like people need connection to be mentally healthy but then i also think there's nothing wrong with being what is it what is it called uh highly online <laughs> um yeah i i i think it's it's more just about like a balance at least for me okay that does make sense i mean i guess part of the reason why i feel like i'm more drawn to this is because i'm in college and a lot of at least some of my friends are 
doing all the, the college stuff and my roommate's become pretty popular and he has uh now seen his he's just constantly up to stuff hanging out with people and I, I feel like i'm missing out on that and even if it, that's some sort of like unfounded thing i think it's good to experience that as part of college yeah and i want to be able to have nice memories hanging out with people because from what i've heard that is one of the the benefits and of going to college is having an environment where you can hang out with anyone and be very loose with yourself mm-hmm. and i have not been doing a whole lot in college like i it's been just pretty boring and i don't think that is the right way to approach it and i think that looking for sources of entertainment that aren't specifically isolating activities could be useful since i haven't really tried that before like all of my other activities that i tried replacing bad digital habits with have also been isolating activities whether or not they're good or bad like reading a book is good but sometimes i feel like being isolated for me is not is counterproductive and mm. i guess one of my goals which i think should work is just or it may yield interesting results is to be less isolated yeah yeah I, all all over i all around i think it's a good goal i guess like my word of caution is like sometimes pe- people can be really hard on themselves especially going through a lifestyle change so mm. um and, and for me changing my tech habits is, is just about doing things on purpose and mindfully so um and mm. just you know everything in, in balance that's just kind of my two cents no, that that makes sense as well. I I feel that as well. Like I guess I I feel like the mindless use of digital entertainment and tech runs parallel to some of the, the issues that I face. Mm-hmm. But it it can also be it's sometimes hard to untangle these things whether or not you're looking at Twitter or you're scrolling on some social media site because you're bored or because there are deep-seated issues that you want to take care of is, I don't know, I, I think that is something that is hard to parse through, but yeah, it's useful to think about. Yeah, and in my experience, just figuring out like, okay, is, is, is what I'm doing um, benefiting me, getting me closer to not just, I, don't, I mean, goals sounds like really like hustle culture, but just, you know, like your life is what you do every day. And I just want to make sure that I am taking care of myself and, and doing things that are, are good for me. And so that's why I feel like I constantly have to be assessing, like, what do I want out of life? And so in a way, I'm kind of weirdly grateful for having my concerns about tech habits because it it makes 
me constantly think about like, what am I actually looking for out of life? And I think that tech can be helpful, uh, but like without being conscious of it, a lot of times it can get in the way. Yes. And it's used to have that sort of evaluation in your life, reevaluating your decisions, your choices, your habits. Yeah. And the emphasis on tech seems like a very useful one, especially in this age where everything is so online. Yeah. So um, out of everything that we've talked about today and just your experience with Destiny, what's your main takeaway? Um, my main takeaway is that I guess there are times where you relapse, but bouncing back it makes it all worth it. Yeah. And it it happens and it sometimes seems unavoidable, but when you bounce back, it's usually a matter of what. Yeah. It isn't something permanent, I believe. Or that that's what it seems now. Seems yeah, like now no, that's been my experience too, is that there's always going to be phases in my life where I slip up and I'm back in my old habits, but like I always come out of it and there's still a linear progression where things are going up. It's just that often it dips and feels like I'm yeah. making, I'm going backwards, but like you can't undo your progress because every time you learn how to navigate an obstacle, you're learning more and you're improving yourself. So even relapses are self-improvement. Yes, they're part of the process. Yeah. And you just got to trust the process. All right. Well, I am running out of social brain energy. So can we call that a wrap? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Thanks for listening to our show. If you're interested in any of the topics discussed today, check out the Cyborg Repair Manual Discord server. The link is in the show notes.